Amen. God's good, isn't he? He's conquered the grave this morning. It is an awesome pleasure to be with you. And you're probably thinking, where is Bonnie? Bonnie's up in Washington. She actually, Bonnie's mom had surgery on Wednesday. Her mom uh, got out of the hospital, I think, Friday. And, uh, but Bonnie's up there with her. She had emergency surgery. And I'm just thankful that Bonnie was able to be with her. But I told her last night, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm really shocked. They even treated me nice without you here. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you know my wife... Now, those of you that haven't heard my wife speak or know her, she has the sweetest voice. The just, she's so genuine and so nice. I mean, not, not that I'm not, but, uh, uh, but seriously, it's, when she's around, it's, it's so easy just to be nice to her. And usually I get the benefits when she's around because they're, they're nice to her, so they go ahead and let me come along. But I want to say thank you just for making me feel so special. These last few days, from Thursday night at the bridge, uh, Pastor Jeremy and the, and the crew there that just made me feel special. Last night, I mean, I checked in before the service. I checked into the hotel a little early, and then um, Sister Barnes and her daughter, they came by and dropped off a, a goodie box. Well, actually, it was an igloo. They think I'm a heavy drinker, but uh, it's an igloo full of water, and then snacks as if I need snacks but there was enough snack there's a tailgate party after church at my car because I've got so much came to service last night uh, had just a wonderful time they they fed us before with all kinds of cold cuts and sandwiches and fruits and all that but I had to speak so I didn't want to eat too much but then if that wasn't enough afterwards they went ahead and had it in the kitchen just in case you need a little bit more and then they give us an, another box full of goodies. So I'm serious. I'm set. I'm set. And I, so I talked to Bonnie after the service last night, and I told her that. I said, they still treated me nice, and you wasn't here. But uh, Bonnie does say hello, and we do. We just thank you so much. This church has been supporting us for a, a number of years. Uh, I do serve in the Caribbean. Caribbean and West Indies. Uh, we serve as the regional directors uh, of live in Dominican Republic, but this really this past year and a half, we spent the majority of the time in Haiti. Uh, everybody has heard about the earthquake there that was January 12, 2010. And since that time, literally, we have been over there. We're technically on furlough, but we've been coming and going because we've had so many teams that are going from whether construction, medical, evangelism teams, going into Haiti. Just to give you a little bit of idea, before the earthquake, we, we work in seven countries. Before the earthquake, in all the seven countries put together, in one year we had nine teams. We thought that that was a lot. Last year in Haiti alone, not counting the other countries, we did, had 27 teams. This year already we've had 20 teams. So uh, we've been busy. We've been busy, and, uh, but I just, I say thank you for this church body that has supported us faithfully each month, uh, given to Haiti Relief, just, just for your, your help that has allowed us. We had well over $600,000 that was given uh, through the IPHC uh, for Haiti Relief that we have been building churches, houses, uh, 
on my video you'll see in a few moments, uh, it says 33 homes, but I think we're at 35 now. And uh, we continue to build homes as uh, finances are available. Uh, for homes that literally they had not destroyed. Uh, we're not talking just kind of maybe damaged a little bit, but destroyed. And to see as we bring in teams and then the locals were using to also rebuild these homes, but we, we say thank you for what you're doing and uh, for your support. We've also uh, over a million dollars in medicine and medical supplies that was uh, given through our missions there, uh, through medical teams coming and others that have donated. We was actually uh, supplying the local hospitals there in Haiti. They had ran out and we had such an abundance. One of the days we had pulled up, uh, I had called the, the doctor that received in all the uh, supplies and said, did you need anything? And he says, yes. And I didn't even, you know, I'm no medical doctor, so I'm not even sure what we had. All I knew is that we had a lot of extra stuff. So we loaded our truck down and we pulled in that day. Little did I know that that morning they had ran out of fluid IV bags. Could you imagine a hospital not having fluid IV bags? We had a truck full. We had boxes and boxes. Before we could get it unloaded, the nurses were coming out and grabbing the IV bags because they had patients. That God knew, amen. God knew. And that's, amen. That's how it's been time and time again, how God has provided. And I want, I want to share another story. Bonnie, uh, right after the earthquake, I mean, we was on the Dominican side. Now, I wasn't, you know, always the best in geography, but... In case you don't know, Dominican Republic and Haiti share the island of Hispaniola. And so we was on the Dominican side when the earthquake happened in our apartment. And the, the earthquake lasted for 42 seconds. But our building swayed for almost a minute afterwards. And if you can imagine that, I mean, it was, it was pretty scary there. But that wasn't the epicenter, just outside of Port-au-Prince. And that's when we later found out and we had lost all contact with uh, Brother Abraham. He's our, our national leader there in Haiti. We have 10 schools that we have between four and 5,000 children that goes to our school, not only get an education, but receive a hot meal uh, that we didn't know how they were doing, didn't know how our church people, how everything was going. And so we put together an assessment team and we went in uh, and we couldn't, couldn't land by airplane there, but we took a bus. Uh, there was only allowing Haiti relief items and planes to land. So we took a bus, and Bonnie wanted to be with us. I mean, she wanted to go, but she was our point of contact there on the Dominican side. We had our phone calls coming in, emails, just everything. Wasn't sure what we would find out and stuff, but she needed to be there. And so... She said goodbye to us, kind of a little down, but God had things in store for Bonnie. As we're on the bus headed into Haiti, Bonnie gets a call that morning, the morning we leave, and it was Agape Flights. It's one of the mission uh, agencies that we also work with, and they bring in supplies and, and help uh, missionaries get to different places with their airplanes, and we receive our mail and things of that nature. Well, they said, we have... The airplane, it's fueled, sitting on the tarmac, ready to go. If you want it, you can have it and fill it full of Haiti relief items for your people. Do you want it? And Bonnie says, yes, we'll take it. 
but we had no money. Well, actually, she had $300. I had taken uh, everything else with me. I took credit cards, and I, little did I know the system was down. You couldn't use credit cards, but I took what cash we had, and we wasn't sure what we'd see. But she had $300. Now, how many knows you can hardly fill your cupboard for $300, let alone an airplane? And so she started making some calls to other missionary friends of ours and saying, well, do you have... Uh, you know, do you have any Haiti relief items when we'll replace it? Because you could, and that was the other thing. We had four, hour, four hours, four hours to uh, fill the airplane, uh, manifest it, weigh it, and load it all in four hours. I mean, from the time she got the phone call. So she didn't have time to go to the money exchange and all that. So she's trying to get this. No one had anything. And she just felt like, Lord, I mean, here I have this opportunity and there's nothing I can do. And she could turn left to go home, or she could turn right to go to, to the store. And so she just asked the Lord, what do I do? And the Lord told her, go shopping. Women, don't, don't you love it when the Lord tells you that? <laughs> All the men are saying, don't, Lord, please don't speak to my <laughs> But told Bonnie to go shopping, and she can do it. And uh, actually, she's, she's probably one of the most frivolous persons I know. But... She headed to the store. She thought, well, I have $300. I'm going to buy as much rice as I can buy. And so as she's in there, uh, she runs into some friends of ours that are YWAM missionaries, and she just start, shared the story with them and the opportunity. And they give Bonnie their uh, credit card, and Bonnie put $6,500 on their, our friend's credit card. By the way, we did pay it back to them. <laughs> $6,500, Trevor, our son, he uh, met her, and by the way, Trevor's, Trevor's uh, a youth pastor, so he's ministering today, that's, not, that's why he's not with us, and all three of my kids was with me on Thursday, so that was a blessing to me, but I'm also thankful that they're involved in ministry and working today, so they can't be with me, but anyway, Trevor met her there, they loaded, weighed, and manifested, and had that plane off, before I arrived into Haiti, Food and uh, Haiti relief items was there. All because God knows, amen? I mean, when's the last time somebody handed you a, a card with six, I mean, you put 6,500? I always tell people, my card won't even allow me to do that much, so I don't have to have a worry about getting it from me. But, but that's how, how God has been. He's been so faithful. I want you to take a look at this video uh, on Haiti and just let it minister to you. Amen. That little girl came to one of our medical clinics, and I don't, that was in Creole that she was singing, This is the Day the Lord Hath Made, but she also sang it in French and English. Just a sweet, precious little girl. But today, I just want to, I have a word I'm going to share with you, but today, I just want to thank you for that drama team. That, now I've seen that drama now a few times. Uh, I actually saw it for the first time. was in Falcon at the Go Offering, and then the bridge, and then last night. I've wept every time. I, I'm not just kind of like, oh, shed a little tear. I, I was bawling. I mean, it, that is a powerful drama presentation. <laughs> it speaks so much truth. And I just thank churches like you that give Bonnie and I the privilege to go. I can honestly say that it is such a privilege to go and to be able to share with the lost.
You see, there's a lot of so many different things, whether it be micro businesses, building uh, a home for somebody that doesn't have a home, having a medical team. Uh, you know, we're not doctors, but we play one on the field. Uh, seriously, Bonnie, uh, we have medical teams that come and Bonnie heads up uh, usually the pharmacy part and things. It's amazing because there's certain things that we see there on the field that really uh, doctors and nurses aren't necessarily used to seeing so much here in the States. And uh, we work together with these teams, and it's just, just amazing. But we, we do all those different type things. But when it comes down to it, it's about people receiving the Lord. It's, amen. That's what it's all about. We do all the other things so that people may come to know Jesus as their personal Savior. And uh, we just, there's nothing better than leading someone to the Lord face to face. It makes it all worthwhile. And uh, I also, there's, there's so many things that we can, we can talk about and, and things, but I, I want to get into the message. If you'll turn with me to John chapter 6. John chapter 6, verse 9. Lord, Father, I just thank you. Lord, I thank you that you are an awesome God. Lord, I thank you for a church like Whitley and the bridge Lord, that is willing to not only go into their community, but Lord, to reach out around the world. Father, I ask a special blessing upon this church body. Lord, I ask a special blessing as your word goes forth today. Father, I ask that it land upon receptive ears this morning. That not one person would leave here without knowing you as their personal savior. In your name we pray, amen. In John chapter 6, verse 9, it says, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Now, everybody's familiar with this passage of Scripture, so I'm not going to go into real detail, but it's a feeding of the 5,000. Amen? So we're all aware of that. But there was a lad there that day, and he had five barley loaves and two small fishes. But the disciple says, but what are they among so many? Now, I want to, oh, my dad passed away a few years back. Matter of fact, uh, I had gotten word um, when I was on the mission field that uh, if I wanted to see my dad, I needed to, to come home. And I, uh, this was, we was missionaries in Panama at the time. And we were coming to the end of, of that uh, field of service because they had at that time asked us to serve as regional directors. So we was going to move to Dominican Republic to be more centrally located with the countries that we were working in. And uh, our daughter was graduating from high school there in Panama and it was a dilemma. Go to my dad, be with my dad or be there for my daughter's graduation. And Bonnie my kids, they're all close to my mom and dad, which my mom has passed on since, since then also. And, but I left that day, and I arrived early in the morning on the day that my dad passed away. But I was so thankful that God gave me that day with my dad. And I was at the hospital, and dad... Um, he had an oxygen mask, but occasionally would move to the side and, and talk a little bit with me that day. 
And my dad's final words was, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Devil, you're defeated. Wow. Wow. What, what, what a testimony. I'm so thankful for my, for my dad and for his life and for what he's meant to me. He's just been an inspiration. I'm the youngest out of six kids. This isn't in my notes, and I have to hurry along. Uh, and dad, through his whole life, he, I was one years old when him and mom give his heart. They came and give their heart to the Lord. Mom and dad came down to the altar that night with all six of us kids. Just saying, Lord, I give them all to you. Now, that didn't make me a Christian. I want to tell you that right now. I had to make that decision for myself. But dad modeled a Christian life before me from that time forward. I say all that to say, and this is the part that's in my notes. Okay. Dad, uh, but dad, he worked in the shipyards up in Washington State. And uh, dad was the type that, that went to the to work with a lunch that remember those old metal lunch boxes that the one side had that big long thermos on one side and the other dad had the best lunches that you could ever want to have and there was a little stash in the cupboard in the kitchen you knew better i mean six kids in the family believe me we can polish i mean we could take care of some food and uh but we knew better don't get into this cupboard because those are the sweet things for dad's lunch now, you look at me and you're thinking, your dad was probably a good-sized man. No, dad was five foot six, skinny, but he loved sweets. <laughs> it had a different effect on me, but uh, uh, he loved sweets. And he, for his coffee break, stuff, he always wanted something sweet. Well, dad would go to, go to work, but dad's eyes were always bigger than his stomach. So he always had mom pack this great big lunch, but he'd hardly eat half of it. So you know what that meant? There were some good leftovers in that lunchbox. And so my sister and I, now there were six kids, so it was my sister and I, we were the youngest. And the other ones by that time didn't really care about dad's lunch. But my sister and I, it was a race. Who can meet dad at his, uh, at his truck when he got off of work? Because if you can get that lunchbox, you could eat what the leftovers was. So, man, we'd run out there. I think back now, poor dad's thinking, oh, my kids love me so much, they're running. Hey, we just wanted his lunch. No. But uh, we would go and, and we would get that. But dad was prepared with a lunch. He was ready. That, that day, that young lad had a lunch. I just, you know, there's so much, you've heard so many messages and things like that, but I want to key in on that young lad that day. He woke up probably like any other day, but he heard that, hey, man, there's a, there's a group of people on this hillside that are gathering together. I think I'm going to go check it out. Now, I don't know if, if he made his lunch or if his mom made his lunch or if he said, oh, fish again, you know, but he had a lunch. And to me, I don't want to take lightly. You know what? God... Uh, could have had, Jesus could have said right that day, you know, spoke manna from heaven to feed that crowd. He really didn't need that little lunch. But you know what? Jesus used that kid's lunch that day. 
to multiply it and feed the thousand. That was the first fish and chips buffet there was, okay? <laughs> the, the chips was uh, barley loaves, but we'll go with chips. But, uh, but could you imagine? I would have loved to have seen that young man. First off, he was willing to give his lunch, amen? He was willing to give his lunch that day. But I would have loved to have seen his eyes as they took that, those barley loaves and that fish and the Lord blessed it, and they break it, and they just started feeding the thousands that were there. Could you imagine the look on his face? You see, he gave of his lunch that day. God is asking you today, what lunch do you have to give? What do you have to give to the Lord? God is wanting from us our lives, amen? He's wanting from us to give of that which we have. I want to share just a few things that our lunch could, should consist of. It should consist of our time, our talents, our treasure, and our touch. Our time, wow. Let me tell you, if we could just give of our time. Sometimes the easiest thing is to write a check. I mean, sometimes it's like, well, you know, well, it might be easy for you to write a check, but no. But sometimes it's easy to maybe give of some extras that we have. But you really know someone's heart when they give you their time. God is wanting from us our time. When's the last time? And in this church, let me tell you, you have no excuses. There is so much happening in this church that you can be a part of. And let me tell you, all it takes is giving of some of your time. God wants our time. Our talents and treasures, I, I just kind of put those together. But we have gifts, talents, and money that God is asking for us to give. Are you willing to invest in God? Do you believe that God can take your limited resources and do great things? I mean, I think of, I think of that $300 that, that Bonnie had that day. It, it would have been so easy for her to say, you know what? Hey, I tried. We went here. We went there. You know, nothing could happen. But she took that step of faith. She took that extra step of faith and headed to the store anyway. And God met her. You see, God's there to meet you with that lunch that you have to give. Now, again, I thank you for making me feel so special these last few days. You, you really have. But you know what? I'm nothing special. That's what I love about God. He can take just an ordinary person that is willing and do great things. And do great things if you're willing to give of your resources. To give of your talents. And then our touch. You see, the ability to love and care for people. Again, I believe that this church has that touch. That touch just to reach out. That Yahweh center, wow. To be able to touch those children's life. To be able to make a difference in that child's life. There's nothing greater, nothing better. 
I think of Sister Carol, Carol Nagy from your church that's come to Dominican Republic. Actually, she's also in one of my other countries that I work in is Belize. She left yesterday for that country. And to go and to work alongside and to teach these men and women how to, to work with wood and the wood products, to be able to uh, teach them to, to make those things so they can turn around and help to feed their families, help to support that local church on and on. She has a heart for missions. If you're just willing, God wants to use you today. But there's nothing greater than that touch. You know, I have to admit, I'm uh, task-oriented. I think a lot of men are that way. And I'm so thankful for Bonnie because she keeps me in line. Because she, you know, sometimes I, okay, i got to build this house. Or we have to do this. And, and I get so focused on that, I sometimes can overlook the individual. But that's where Bonnie comes in and her sweet sweetness and, and uh, just the anointing that God has placed on her life. And she touches their lives. You see, that's what it's all about. It's not about the buildings and it's not about the medical teams and it's not about this and that. But it's about changing people's lives. About giving them something that they don't have. I want to close with this story. There's this little mountaintop community called the Sahinosis. And on that mountaintop community is this man, Isidro, that lives there. This mountaintop community has about 67 people that live up there. And Isidro has, if you want to call it, the community store for that mountaintop community, which consists of about two shelves. They have just very basic needs up there, but they have cooking oil and soaps and a few other items that, that they buy from him. Every 10 days by horseback, he would go down into the valley and buy what was needed for that mountaintop community. One of those times, he came into our church and he gave his heart to the Lord. God did something great in his life. He didn't, do, he didn't know what else to do but go back and just start sharing what God did in his life. You see, that's what's so amazing. God's not asking you to just go and have to be this great evangelist or minister or this or that. All he's asking from you is to share what he did in your life. You see, because the Great Commission isn't just for the pastor. It's not just for the missionary but it's for each one of us, each one of us to share what God has done in our lives. He went back to that mountaintop community and started sharing the love of Jesus with those people that lived up there. And through him, we was able to start a little Bible study on this mountaintop community. And then over a period of time, he went to Bible school and was trained and became our pastor of this little mountaintop community. And last I heard of the 67 people, all but three people have given their heart to the Lord. Amen. All because one person was willing to say, Lord, here's my lunch. Lord, here's my life. Lord, I give it to you. Use me. Use me. Do you want to be used by God today? Do you want to say, Lord, here's my lunch. Lord, take my lunch. That, that See, it says, 
But what is this among so many? Everybody else thought, this is nothing. People may look at you and say, well, what do you have to give? Well, what, what do you, I mean, let me tell you. I was that little kid running around school that would just blow spit bubbles. I had this fascination, seriously. My dad, ooh, he could not stand me blowing spit bubbles. And I would take the bus home from school, but one day dad thought he would do something nice and pick me up from school. I come out the doors, you know, the bell ring, come out the door, I got these spit bubbles, you know, blowing. Because dad had already told me, next time I catch you doing that, anyway, sure enough. I won't go into details there, but uh, I mean, I was that kid, you know, I always had to kind of double check, make sure, well, I lost my zipper's up or whatever. But you know, I mean, I just, you know, runny nose, I could care less about it. And God took that young man and God has just blessed. You see, God can use each one of us if we're willing to give of our lunch. A new tribe's missionary says, my greatest Fear is not failure, but succeeding at something that doesn't matter. Succeeding at something that doesn't matter. You see, there's people all over this world that the world would say, ah, they're a success. But when it comes down to it, they've really done nothing. I want my life to succeed at something that matters. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for each individual that's here today. Some that are, that are here that maybe have all the finances that the world could want. Lord, that maybe have all the talents that people would look at and say, wow, they're so talented. On and on. They have that touch that we was talking about. But Lord, are we using it for your glory? Lord, are we using it to change people's life? Lord, as we look at our lives today, let each one of us say, Lord, here's my lunch. Lord, here's my life. Lord, I give it to you so that you may use for your glory. Bless each and every one of us here this day. Lord, if there's one that don't know you as their personal Savior, Father, don't let them leave here today without making that decision. Without saying, yes, Lord, I want to know you. I want to have that success in my life. In your name we pray, Father. Amen. Pastor. Amen. Amen. Can we just let Daryl know how much we appreciate his word? I'm going to ask, um, ask Daryl, if he will, to stand right here. Nicholas, if you and your uh, lovely wife and uh, caught, you, caught you, didn't I? And uh, your son will just come, and, and uh, we want to pray for you guys uh, to close this service. Uh, if you will come, Keith. This is Keith Combs. And uh, where's Denise? Denise is somewhere back there. Denise and Victoria. And your son's back there, isn't he? Awesome. Uh, we're glad to have <clears throat> all of you um, here with us. Um, Keith is our missions director. 
If you have questions about missions, uh, if you want to uh, talk about the missions vision of this church as it relates to uh, missions in our community, he and Pastor Jimmy kind of work together on that, and then missions uh, in America that are outside our community, and then foreign missions. Um, uh, I'd like Combs family, will you guys come and, and let us just pray for you and uh, as a part of, of um of this prayer. I want the missions board to come. I want you to meet your missions board. If you guys will come, all of you who serve on the missions board, uh, just come right on up here. And we're just going to pray uh, for these folks. And some of them uh, went, came to service last night and Thursday night. We actually have more people on our missions board uh, than this. <clears throat> but guys, giving life by giving Christ, that is the vision God's put in our heart. This is such a vital part of that. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you, if we fail at this, then, then the other part of the vision will not be a reality. And, and I want you to know that we're going to be talking to you about making commitments to missions in the next few weeks. And we want you to be praying about your, your financial commitment to missions, we're going to be sharing details uh, about that with you, and uh, um, we want you to just do what you can. You know, as he was talking about that little boy bringing his lunch, I also thought about the the lady who went and got the oil and poured it on Jesus, and Jesus said she did what she could. She did what she could, and that's what we're going to ask you all to do. Uh, we're going to do this a little bit different. I'm going to ask you to stand, if you will. And, um, and, and we're going we're gonna to get you out of your comfort zone just a little bit. I want you to stretch your hand toward these missionaries and toward this missions board. And Father, we lay our hands on these people who have responsibility because they lead us. They lead us, oh God. They, they show us your heart. They seek your face. They pray and, and they ask for your will to be done in the area of missions. And so, God, they have tremendous responsibility when they accepted the call to lead in our missions board. And then these who are on the front lines, God, these who are out there touching broken people, touching broken people we can't reach, touching broken people we can't get to physically, but Lord, we can help them. We can support them. We can give to them. We can pray for them. And Father, we pray that your anointing will rest upon them. What an honor it is to be called by you to serve in your kingdom. And Father, we just thank you for what you're going to do. If there is a man, if there is a woman, a boy or girl here right now who doesn't know you, then the mission field is right now, right here at this moment. And we pray they will reach out to you and say, I want this in my life. Whatever makes people feel generous like this, whatever makes people love like these people have talked about, I want that in my life. And friend, the thing that makes us love is the Jesus who is in us. Invite him into your life today, right now, right there where you are. We pray this in Jesus' name and everybody said together, can we uh, just praise God for our missions board and our missionaries? Now, I know we have some visitors with us today, some guests, and this is a little bit unusual, but what a 
a wonderful unusual, amen? We love this, and, and what a great message. I just love the heart of Daryl Clowers, and, and could you see uh, Nicholas, could you just see his heart when he was up here talking about those children? And, and we, we uh, this is what makes our church uh, more than just a place where Christians gather, but a body that goes out and does what Jesus said that he began, that now we're to continue that. So we just thank God for these wonderful folks. Those of you who are visiting, we have a gift for you right over here before you go. If you're investigating this whole church and Jesus and Bible thing, we have some information at a table over here for you, or you may want to pick that up and share it with somebody you're witnessing to. Uh, make sure you visit the tables out in the foyer. Get to know your missionaries. Get to know the people you're giving your money to. Hey guys, we love you so much. Thank you for coming to church today. God bless you. God bless you.